What's up, all you ghouls? This is Scooney. This is Megan. Welcome to another episode of the ASAP Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about supernatural and paranormal. I hope you're ready for a spooky good time. No, I'm just kidding. We're probably going to bum you out. Yeah, we're going to upset a lot of people with this one. Check it out. Even ghosts? I do not. I don't really either. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Like I want, I want to believe in ghosts. Yeah, I like the whole spooky, creepy, like things in life. You know what I mean? Like being scared or the mystery to it, or and stuff like that. Like it's exciting, you yeah. know. It is, and it it's intriguing. It's absolutely something that will get your mind just wondering about. Because it but, could be it, just the endless possibilities of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, go ahead. No, I was I was just going to say, like, I actually know a lot of people who believe in ghosts. Yeah, I actually think um, most of the population in the U.S. falls under that category. Almost um, half. Yeah, there was a study done, and as of this year, 2019, 45% of Americans believe in ghosts, demons, or some other supernatural being. That's more than four in, four in ten people. That's yeah. a lot. Four I mean, or five out of ten people. So just about everybody who might listen to this is going to disagree with us yep. wholeheartedly. So stop now because you're going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anybody who knows me is not going to be surprised by anything that comes out of my mouth. Yeah. So Anybody who really knows me isn't going to be either. Yeah. There, there was actually, I was thinking about it on the way home as we were, uh, I knew we were going to be recording this later. And I had a friend who I was in her house and I was helping her paint and she was telling me about uh, a ghost that was in her house and I said something just kind of like questioning about it and she was like can you just let me have this <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like okay I'll just let you have this <laughs> I get that from people too um I've definitely like kind of gone and put some logic up on a, on a post and and somebody else that knows me and, and the person I was commenting to would like come in and be like just just let people have their things, Stuart. <laughs> just I'm let just them be like, happy. I'm like, nah, that ain't me. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think ghosts is uh, is one of those things. So in this week, we're going to talk about some supernatural, some paranormal stuff. And I thought it was kind of good to separate these because I didn't know really the definition. They they kind of are used interchangeably. Yeah, I've um, definitely used them that way. So paranormal refers to something that's not understood by kind current scientific knowledge so there's a potential that something's paranormal and will someday be explained scientifically and that there's a likelihood that there's like a good natural explanation for it supernatural refers to a phenomenon that is beyond our capability to understand um now and forever it just doesn't operate under our rules so does that make me supernatural <laughs> oh man maybe i might like i'm, I'm kind of definitely do not under operate under any of our standards roles. nope and, and people do not understand me so and i think ghosts kind of could fall into either of those because to me i think sometimes ghosts people hear you know things in their house or they feel energy um and maybe that's just a geographical thing maybe it's just uh, a house foundation moving like maybe it could, be, it could scientifically be explained yeah it could and in a lot of cases it probably has and people still just ignore it but i think they it don't tends to fall more in the supernatural yeah like it's just there's never going to be an explanation and you're never my gonna figure it out. my thing with it part part of my my thoughts on it are 
you know, much the same with, you know, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster, um, which we talked about in another episode. Yeah. Um, there's so many, quote unquote, professional ghost hunters with oh. all their scientific equipment. And while some most <laughs> will dispute <laughs> me on this, there is no definitive evidence for the existence of ghosts. To me, if something is real, right? Okay, take... Um, this particle, all right, a, um, a, a particle called the Higgs boson. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. But it is a subatomic particle that scientists believe gives mass to all the other particles. I, hmm. I believe I'm explaining this correctly. Anyways, I hope you are because I can't fact check you right yeah, now. Yeah, it was predicted like 50 years ago to exist, okay, now, it took scientists building the largest science experiment and the most expensive science experiment ever, the, the Large Collider. Hadron Collider, the LHC. And it took years of testing on that collider before, <laughs> guess what? They discovered the existence of the Higgs boson. Yeah. This thing was predicted roughly half a century prior, you know? So if something is real... uh it's eventually going to be found out definitively in my, in my view, you know, uh, I think the same is true with ghost, with, uh, Nessie, with Bigfoot, you know, you got all these people for so long now doing all these, you know, investigations and right. research and, and supposed sightings of, of these different things. Looking for it to be true. Yeah. And you don't find anything to, to slam the door closed on yay or nay. Yeah, so, like you think you would have found one full solid example to you justify. Think, yeah, you know, um, I get why people, you know, believe, you know, and want to believe. I totally understand it. You know, I kind of wish I kind of wish um, I could believe it because one, it, it does in a sense kind of suck sometimes to have the, you know, viewpoint that when you're done, you're done. And I'm not going to get to see like you or right. my grandpa or my grandma or my comforting. parents. Yeah, yeah. So it is comforting, I suppose. But um, I, I just can't bring myself to believe in something because it makes me feel better. I'm just too, too, I don't know if analytical is the word or, or just logic based. Logical, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, just, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm probably the same way. Um, I was looking to see if there is kind of like a reason why some people believe this way and some people don't. Um, I did stumble across one study um, that a couple of researchers in France did where basically they had a bunch of people that they gave a questionnaire to. Um, they're called Barnum Statements. And it's basically a statement that can ring true for anyone. Like, you have a need for people to like you. Or at times you have serious doubts about whether you have made the right decision. Like things that everybody at some point in time has felt and can't agree with. Um, so they did this testing and basically they were asked previous to that, um, if they had like paranormal beliefs. So the way that they kind of measured this against it, they found that some people are intuitive thinkers and some people are reflective thinkers. So if you're an intuitive thinker, it basically means that you kind of, um, go with your gut instinct. You don't really think about it. Reflective thinkers tend to be the ones that like they have that initial thought, but they stop and then they second guess it. 
Most people who are intuitive thinkers, where you go with your gut instinct right out the gate, those are the types of people who tend to believe in paranormal and supernatural types of things. And I would say that that probably rings true for both of us. You and I both tend to be pretty impulsive about what our immediate reaction to thing is, but we're both very reflective and second guess a lot of things. We are both very open minded to change my mind kind of a kind of a thought process. So um, I do think that that's kind of an interesting thing. So maybe people, if that rings true for you, like do you, whenever you hear something, do you tend to be like, I immediately know the answer and this is what it is? Or do you stop and think about it a little bit and second guess yourself? That may kind of lend to be like, hey, do I believe in this stuff or do I not? You know. Yeah. Uh, again, for me, it goes back to something I've said before on this podcast and, and just in my personal life many, many times. Uh, so many people, and this is not just true for ghosts, you know, insert ghost, alien visitation, uh, Bigfoot, Nessie, um, any, anything that falls outside the known laws of nature, right? Anything that you could classify as supernatural, like supernatural or metaphysical or cryptozoological or something like that, right? People say, I don't know, therefore it's blank. And I don't understand how you get from I don't know to an answer, answer to answer. to 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 knowing. I you think know that's what I mean? the intuition. That's them saying, "No, I know the answer to this." Well, then don't say, "I don't know." It's that. I mean, like, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna debate with you on whether you know or not, but don't don't contradict yourself in one sentence. Yeah, and it goes to show, like, it really does show. There's about. 4,800 paranormal societies in the U.S. alone. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. If there were 4,800 societies investigating anything that was true or real, I just feel like it would have been shown to be that by now. There, there has wouldn't to be, be so much well, uh, debate circling. I don't know. I, I know I'm an asshole and I'm a Debbie Downer, so I don't know. <laughs> well, there has to be scientists in there, too. Scientists who have that... Um, that process of like follow the evidence and you have to wonder if they work themselves out eventually or I would I would actually be curious I didn't really think to look at this but how many science actual like scientists using the scientific theory are running these types of paranormal societies um there are definitely a good number I'm sure I'm, I'm sure because I've seen a few I know um there's one guy who's pretty prominent in that um area but he's a skeptic and he works for, I think, Skeptic Magazine. Uh, his name eludes me right now. But um, he approaches ghost hunting from a skeptical and scientific method. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't, th I don't think there's evidence for the existence of ghosts, but maybe they are real. And I'm going to um, do everything I can to prove or not prove that they exist you know yeah so there's definitely groups out there that are that are coming at it from a skeptical point of view yeah so um a few supernatural types of things that kind of fall under that category they talk about magic and miracles and i i would see religion being a supernatural thing a lot so i could see miracles a demonic possessions spirits ghosts the grim reaper angels devils like all of the, you know, gods, gods are supernatural. Um, but there's just like legendary creatures, like, you know, things that we don't really know if they existed, but they think that they existed. So it's some sort of legend. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's one of those like 
there is that part of me. I wish, I wish, because I think it would be more fun <laughs> if I could let myself escape into that. I think it's an, a fantastical fantasy world, and I think that that's why I love science fiction and just, you know, fiction in general of whenever you really can tap into these elements and let your mind go crazy of like all the possibilities and the beautiful worlds that it could be created and or that exist that it's it's a fun thought project but it's one of those I can't base any part of what I deem reality in that reality. Yeah, if there is evidence, if somebody drags a Bigfoot carcass out of the woods, of okay? If somebody Fucking Bigfoot's real. Yeah, if somebody <laughs> proves that, you know, there is life after death and we have a spirit or a soul and that those are ghosts in some cases that don't cross over or however it works, you know. I'm not going to sit here and be like, nope, 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 nope. But, you know, and and I and I'm not telling other people that they can't believe whatever they want so long as those beliefs aren't negatively impacting the greater world or even themselves. I would I would be troubled if it was a negative on their own life, but it's their life still. So if they wanted to do it that way, they could. But, you know, you find a lot of people talking to you about these types of things. Um, again, not specifically just ghost or supernatural or right. paranormal, um, but anything that is not definitively shown to be true or proven as if it's a fact. You know, I've had so many people talk to me about, you know, I I saw a ghost or I experienced a ghost or I've seen, you know, uh, Bigfoot or I've talked to God or I've seen UFOs, which, you know, is just an unidentified flying object. Right. Doesn't mean it's aliens, everybody. But, um, and all these things. And I'm like, you know, maybe if you said like, I believe I saw Bigfoot. I believe my house is haunted. I believe I saw aliens. I'd be like, okay, I acknowledge that. You believe that. But you're telling me in the sense that you saw it as if you're trying to tell me it's a fact. And right. and that may be subtle to a lot of people, but it but it rings loud to me. Like the way people say things sure. is is a lot to my ears, you well, know. Because our senses are have been so easily disproven to not be really viable and and just true facts like our senses deceive us constantly so that's why they have like criminal lineups and people get picked out of the lineup wrong all the time like it's one of those you you can't just trust what you think you saw or you can't just trust what you think you feel um I, I was curious. I don't think you've ever said that you've had any, like, ghost experiences before. No, I've never had a haunting. <laughs> I've never. Okay, so. I have, and I said it in uh, another episode, too. I did, I did see something that, at the time, I could not identify and thought was a shooting star at first uh, until it appeared to me to suddenly changed directions, but right. it, but it did not, I could not tell you. I mean, it was a white little dot, just, just like a shooting star looks. Right. I mean, it looked exactly like a little shooting star, except it changed directions. And at the time, whether my eyes were playing tricks on me or, or something was really there, I don't know. What I do know is at that moment, it freaked me out so yeah. much that I ran back up to the house. I and was you like, remember what? it this I was like, what later? the hell was that? Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and say I saw aliens or I even saw a real thing. Like I'm totally accepting that my eyes can have and do play tricks on me. And so do everybody else's from time to time. 
Yeah, there have been two two moments. One where one which feels more like a ghost moment, and the other one which feels more like a UFO moment. Um, so at one point in time in the house uh, that we lived in in Newark, um, my mom was convinced that this place was haunted, and I actually don't think I knew this at the time. She told me this later. Um, but there was one night that I was laying in bed, and the lights were out, and my eyes were closed, and I'm I'm laying under the covers, and it almost felt like somebody like sat on the bed. You know how like when somebody sits on the bed and it kind of like creates that little divot. Um, it kind of felt like somebody sat on the bed or like a cat was sitting up on my shins, and it was a weird feeling. And I knew that there wasn't a cat in there, and I immediately kind of like jumped and moved, and there was nothing there. And it definitely freaked me out a little bit. And I had one of those moments like, was that a ghost? Immediately, my thought was, was that a freaking ghost? Right. And like you almost want it to be, yeah, because that would because be it would crazy. explain what the hell just happened because yeah. I definitely felt that, and it definitely happened. Um, but looking back on it now. I don't know. There's part of me that was like, how asleep was I? Was I kind of in that weird in-between sleep? Because I definitely have those moments where I almost fall asleep and then it feels like the bed falls out from underneath me and I'm going to hit the ground and I like jump. So I know I have that happen to me. Was it part of that? Was it kind of like a sleep paralysis? I don't know. But even though I had that initial feeling, I don't immediately make that the conclusion. I feel like there's so many other possibilities that it could have been. Yeah. And, you know, another thing is even, even immediately after an incident takes place, right? Like your brain immediately starts. Adrenaline. Well, it, it just your your recollection of memory True. starts to, um, for lack of a better word, just fuck up. Yeah. You know, so the more time that passes between the event and you recalling it, the more fuzzy and your brain will have inserted other memories mm -hmm. that had nothing to do, weren't connected to that incident and just all kinds of things. You know, your brain pieces together false narratives all, all the, the time. time, Yeah, <laughs> all the time. And and for well, the UFO is the other one where it was uh, when I was living in Pataskla. I was in my mom's room and I was looking at her window for some reason or another. And it was a really clear night and I kind of had like, you know, the view of the window so I could. I had I had my my length that I could see the sky. Um, something in the sky kind of moves about a third of the way over for the vision that I could see and stops. And it's like it looks like three white lights. And it kind of just stops moving and then out of nowhere just speeds away, like completely blink of an eye out of there. And it freaked me out the same kind of way that you said. Like, it just immediately was like, oh, my goodness, what am I looking at? And I didn't know how to explain it because I thought it was a shooting star, too. Because I was like, that's a weird-looking shooting star. So to this day, I don't know what I saw, but I don't think it was aliens. If anything, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it was just a, a new military craft that they're testing out. Who freaking knows? I have no idea. But... People just aren't comfortable with leaving it there, though, yeah, for the most part. And even if answer. I'm not, even if I'm like, damn, I wish I did. Like, I don't like not knowing. doesn't change the fact that I don't know, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, most people, obviously, are um, very into, you know, things of supernatural or paranormal or metaphysical or magical and miracles and just all these different things happening. And some people pick and choose. We are the weird ones. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah, we are the weirdos. Yeah, because it is one of those, like, some people pick and choose. Some people say, you know, they're religious, but they don't believe in ghosts. You know, that they believe in, like, maybe they believe in heaven or hell, 
um, but they don't believe that magic is real. You know what I mean? Or that auras exist or, or stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't believe. I don't believe in any of that stuff. <laughs> Dude, as I say this out loud, I just am becoming acutely aware of how much of a bummer I am to most <laughs> of the world. They're just No wonder people look at me like, you don't believe in anything, Stuart. And I'm like, well, yeah, I believe like Rice Krispies are real and I believe in the sunrise delicious. and I believe, you know, in the power of persuasion and like all these things. But yeah, I totally get where people... I get well, see, it. I and, get it, people. And this is just, that's just the supernatural side. If you want to get to the paranormal side of things, that's when you're talking more about like haunted houses and they categorize ghosts as paranormal. Um, but like psychics and ESP and astrology and witches and reincarnation, all of that kind of stuff falls under paranormal. So, and I know you don't believe in any of that either. Well, here's the thing. Like I believe in people who identify themselves as witches. I know people who identify as witches. I do know people who identify do as witches. Do I believe that those people could make a doll and inflict pain on somebody? Or I know that's voodoo, but, or do I believe that they could put together, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be such a generic ass here. <laughs> do I believe that they could throw like a raven's claw and some, you know, Gemstones. some sage and, and all this into a cauldron and, or, or a cooking pot since it is 2019. <laughs> And, you know, make some potion that is going to have an effect in the real world. No, beyond them cooking up like a poison and feeding it to somebody and that killing him. You know what I yeah. mean? Which is a real thing. I don't know. I don't what about believe the in placebo of it. Okay. I do believe in the placebo effect. That has been shown time and time again to be a real thing, though, so, in clinical studies. I mean, that has been shown again, the power of your mind. Right. Right. You know, your mind can make you believe something regardless of whether that thing is real or not. Right. But people don't want to accept that. Yeah. And they've even said that with like hypnosis, that hypnosis, you don't actually go out of consciousness to where you have no control. It's almost like they meditate you into a place where you become easily manipulable, M -m malleable. No, definitely not malleable. That's <laughs> definitely not the word. M manipulated. I mean, you yeah. could become malleable, I guess. They, they, they were like, they they like put you under hypnosis, and they were like, "You are now putty, and I will shape you however I see fit." I'm like, oh shit, fix this nose, man. I've had some issues. Um, no, like just easily manipulated to where you fall under the power of suggestion much easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I do. I do know witches. I know pagans. I know a lot of people who believe in astrology. I'm one of those people that has an astrology tattoo and doesn't believe in astrology. I'm one of those because I got it because I drew it myself. And on some level at that time, I did think maybe there's something true to it. And it was more of kind of just like a, a duel of even if it's not true, it's still my artwork kind of a thing. But yeah, I, I have the mark. The mark of the beast. I actually do have the mark of the beast. Yeah, you do. I do. You actually do. I, I, I actually have that tattooed on me. <laughs> Full disclosure, people. Um, but yeah. and There's a story behind it. I'm not going to tell you about it. You know, save it for another time. Do you want me to tell you about it? Haven't I ever told you? I think so you I was have. 14 years old and I was um, pretty goth at the time. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to get, and it's not just the 666, it's also an inverted cross underneath the 666. 
And it's a little bit crooked because my arm kept kept twitching while it was happening. Um, the person doing the tattoo was a practicing tattooist, tattoo artist, but um, not a professional. But they did have professional equipment. So I, I, it was done with a professional gun. It's not like a prison tattoo. It's called a machine. Don't call it a gun. <sighs> Triggered. <laughs> Anyways, they were using professional equipment without professional skill. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I thought, oh, man, people would, people would see that and they'd be like, oh man, that dude's crazy. Like we shouldn't mess with him. Like that was my stupid mentality. You were 14? At the time. I was 14. Yeah. You I call me for- crazy for piercing my tongue at 16 and you got a tattoo of 666 and an upside down cross at 14. I mean, having a tattoo of 666 and an upside down cross is just kind of like a moral dilemma for a lot of people. <laughs> Like actually putting needles through your tongue yourself. That's another yeah, level. That's another level, wow. Megan. Holy shit. You I are... mean, I am crazy. And I didn't have somebody else do it. I did it myself. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're equal. But yeah, I've never had it covered We're up. Not because, you know, I don't believe in the devil any more than I believe in, in God's um you know, I don't believe in hell or anything like that. So it's just say you were like, trolling the world. Be like, no, I don't believe that's in That's basically it. what it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically what it is. I just haven't had it covered up because I, I mainly I haven't taken the time to really search out a tattoo that I'd want to get. Right. You know, makes sense. So One and day. it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like I don't give a shit that it's yeah. there. Like whatever. Yeah, you kind <laughs> of forget about tattoos. It's not very big, so. No. Um, but yeah, the other thing I was thinking about with like. The paranormal stuff, the psychics, the mediums, um, you know, people who do the astrology stuff is that there are so many people who make money off of those things. Um, not just, you know, having the Bigfoot hunters and the haunted house hunters and stuff like that, but just mediums who are banking on people's emotions and oh, yeah. their family history and even the extreme of like the pet psychics where they're talking oh about fluffy oh, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's, but it's like, that almost breaks my heart more yeah. is that you're, it's cause some, on some level they probably are like, they want to hope and I'm they giving do. them something to hope for. I think, yeah. Okay. Maybe like, I don't know. If I'm being generous, okay, I will say, yeah, perhaps there are some people out there who claim to have psychic powers who are doing it because they genuinely want to help people or make people feel like they're helping. I, I don't know. I, that's 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 a stretch for me. But yeah. if I'm being generous, okay, um, the way I look at it is you either really do think you're talking to the dead and you're crazy, in my view, or you downright know that you're a liar, a fraud, a con artist. And you know that you're deliberately misleading people who are feeling true pain, true sorrow, true emptiness or whatever it may be. And they're seeking answers and you're pretending to be able to give it to them. And, and that kind of pisses me off, right? Well, it's, it's profitable too. Like I was looking. Oh, it's up a some billion. The, they make billions in that industry. Well, I was looking at like psychics, like some of the well-known psychics. So we have John Edward, who's probably the current most well-known psychic. He makes three million dollars a year, like or that's his net. I'm sorry, not a year. His net worth is three million dollars. Um, Sylvia Brown practiced for a long time. She was like one and a half million. I wish people would pay me to give reality checks. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to slap that sandwich out your mouth? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Sylvia Brown, let me let me stop you right there. So my mom used to be 
huge into Sylvia Brown. My mom into John Edward. Yeah, my mom was like a diehard Sylvia Brown fan. Bought her books, always caught her when she was on uh, Montel Williams. Oh yeah, and everything. Oh, and it was yeah, and it was after you know Sylvia. I mean, there was stuff coming out while she was alive that you know she's a sham and blah blah blah. Here's the evidence, mm -hmm. you know, against the things she's saying that she knows. Um, but people who followed her, by and large, my mom certainly included, did not ever look at any of that information. But after Sylvia Brown died, um, some of her false predictions and everything else started coming out more into the mainstream. Yeah. And now my mom is kind of like, yeah, she was she was full of shit, you know. Yeah. And now I don't know that that for my mom means she doesn't believe in any psychics, but she's definitely lost her, you know, starstruckedness of right. Sylvia Brown. But I remember hearing about one case in particular where a mother whose daughter was missing went on to Montel and Sylvia told this woman that, you know, it breaks my heart to tell you this, but she's crossed over like she's dead, you know, blah, 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 blah. She's not with us anymore. And the daughter who she's talking about kidnapped, sitting confined, watching the TV where she was being held, watching this happen. This daughter gave Same. an interview. She was watching Sylvia Brown tell her mother that she was dead and her oh. mother just breaking down in tears. And this daughter's like, how could she be saying this? Like if she's, if she has these abilities, oh like how goodness. could she be saying this? And it's just that, I'm sorry, that if that does not piss you off, that breaks where my is your heart. humanity? That breaks my heart yeah. because it's not even just that. But then it's like, then well, I mean, the daughter obviously was fine in the end. Right. Sorry, I hit the table there, but she was obviously fine in the end because she was giving this interview. But yeah, it's like, but just the emotional torment of not just the mother, but even the daughter, like sitting there, like then are they going to stop looking for me? Exactly. Like, yeah, like yeah. are they going to stop looking, or should I? Do I have anything to live for anymore? Right. Like all of that because they already think I'm dead. You and, know? and not only with Sylvia and people like her, not only do they do this. I mean, obviously she doesn't anymore because she's dead. Um, um, maybe we could get John Edwards to contact her. But <laughs> like you clearly stated there, they make so much yeah. money off of it. And we could even whittle it down to the to the nobody, right? The 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 palm readers on the on the corners yeah, of the, the little towns, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? And and all that stuff. Everyone and down it's on just, the strip by the beach. I mean, look, it's your money. And if you want to go and spend it for hope and dreams and and whatever you want, it's yours to do it. I personally think it's messed up of these people who I strongly feel know they are filling you full of shit to do it and take they're your money just in the process. They're guessing that they're, it's kind of like they're guessing to see what works and uh, what cold, there's Yeah, there's cold reading and there's um, another type. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, John Oliver on Last Week Tonight does an amazing segment on it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's an older episode, but he does. You know, if you if you're interested, you can you know go to YouTube and look up last week tonight psychics. He does an amazing um, segment on it. So, I I almost wonder if like um, alternative medicine and the pseudoscience stuff, if that could kind of fall into that. It's not really. I guess it's not really like paranormal, supernatural stuff, but it does kind of feed into that. Like, yeah, plus, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that, right? Because. That's a tough one, okay, because I absolutely believe and accept that there are natural remedies of to course. things. And um, anything that we've made in a laboratory, we've derived from something in nature at some point, you know. Right. So, but do I think you're going to drink a, a detox and it's going to cure you of all that ails you? I mean, that's pure snake oil salesman yeah. shit, you know what I mean? 
It's just, you know, revamped and rebranded. So I don't, again, I don't get down with that stuff. And if people want to do it, that, that's their right, obviously, as an adult, as a as an American especially, um, to do what they want with the money they earn. But, um, you know, I I don't get down with it. And I I get a little upset and, like you said, heartbroken when I see people bending over backwards and putting their finances and their own lives and a strain in pursuit of this false narrative, this false hope, this, right. you know what I mean? This misplaced thing. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it was sucks. When I was thinking about alternative medicine, it reminded me of a Tim mentioned quote, which is one of my favorite where he says, alternative medicine by definition has either not been proven to work or been proved has been proven to work or been proven not to work. Do you know what they call alternative medicine? medicine that has been proven to work medicine exactly yeah <laughs> so it's like it's not alternative if it's just medicine now because like i think aspirin is from like willow trees or something like that like there's a ton of it yeah i'm not sure but um but yeah. you got demonic possession that that definitely falls under the category of uh supernatural sure. or paranormal there um you know this is this is probably a, a case after case of people either faking it or suffering from a severe mental um, debilitation and instead of getting, you know, proper help. And in, and in some cases, you know, say they're in a, a poor third world or country or something like that, they may not have access to proper treatment, but, but instead of trying to find it, they just call in the local priest to drive out the demons with the power of Christ. Right. You know, it, it's, it blows my mind that, we live in the day and age we do, and the Catholic Church still practices exorcisms. Yeah. It's like, really? Like, that yeah. just seems like such a dated medieval or older thing, you know what I mean? Like, when we thought, uh, you know, the sun got swallowed up every night and we didn't know where it went, like, that's when exorcisms were a thing. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, um, I, I've, never, I've never understood why when certain things happen, they can't just dig into the medical field with it. Like if somebody's really having these types of physical reactions and responses, sometimes maybe they need to go be locked up for a little while and have some things sorted well, out. Yeah. But like I said, in some cases they might be that's in true. a part of the world where that's not an option. And, but the thing is, I don't think it's often the case that they're like, well, Proper medical help isn't an option, so let's try exorcism. I think right. in most of the cases, proper medical help isn't even something that's considered. You know what I mean? They've been convinced that anything that isn't um, going by what the church says is evil spirits and they need to be, you know, cast out. Right. So, well, I do. I was, uh, I do remember you telling me about like the ghost stories and you were talking to me about Sarah Winchester. Oh, yeah, the and, Winchester house. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So you should you should dig into that, explain some of that, because so, I didn't know about this. I'm going to give like a basic overview here because I'm not an expert on it. But Sarah Winchester was the wife and then widow of the guy who founded the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, the gun company. And after his death and after the death of at least one of their children, might have been more than one, but, you know, after some untimely and unexpected deaths um, surrounding Sarah Winchester, um, the story kind of goes that she got, you know, paranoid and stuff. And, um, it's kind of debated 
what her actual reasoning for building this house that she built was. Uh, but one version of the story is that she had a personal psychic who was basically telling her that to appease the the spirits of everybody that had been killed by a Winchester firearm, she had to like build this maze of a house. So for like a few decades, this woman had workers almost constantly. There's her biographer says that there were times when she'd send them away for for weeks or a month so she could have some peace. But then there are others that say it was 24-7 around-the-clock work. Regardless of which is true, for a long time, this woman who made the equivalent of like $26,000 a day today, because after her husband died, she inherited the majority shares of the, of the company, she built a house that really has no logic to it, right? You've got staircases that start out one width and then get smaller or wider, you know, uh, at the top or the bottom. They lead to walls. You've got doors that open up to nothing, a drop. You've got doors that open up to walls. You've got windows that go into other rooms. You've, I mean, it's just an absolute maze. There is no rhyme or reason to this house. And it actually used to be much bigger than it is today. Um, a lot of it was damaged in a big earthquake that happened. It's out in California. Um, so it's it's not the size today that it used to be. And you can tour the place um, if you feel so inclined. I would love to, to be honest with you. I yeah. think it's I think it's incredibly interesting. Yeah, it's on but, San Jose, California. You know, again, here's a story. Like, on one hand, this woman, that was her money to do with whatever she wanted to do, right? She wasn't hurting anybody else. And you could easily argue that she was providing employment for yeah. the construction people that were building it. So that's obviously not a She negative. was a job creator. But she was. Um, what a what a go-getter. <laughs> but um, on, on the other hand, it's still, to me at least, it's kind of sad that this woman, uh, you know, became so disillusioned and paranoid because of, you know, understandable tragedy in her life. And was misled, is the way I'm going to say it, by somebody who claimed to be in touch with the spirit world, you know, right. and was just like spent. And I'm sure on top of paying for the materials and the labor to build this house, I'm sure she was paying that psychic too oh, to sure. continue to give her, you know, these readings. So Yeah, to give you a, an ex like just a think about how big this house is. So there's roughly 161 rooms, including 40 bedrooms. Two ballrooms, one completed and one unfinished, 47 fireplaces, over 10,000 panes of glass, 17 chimneys um, with evidence of two others, two basements, and three elevators. They said the property was about 162 acres at one time, but the estate has since been reduced to four and a half acres. So it's definitely much smaller than it used to be. It's basically just the house now. Um, but that's insane. Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy. And then you've got the, everybody should know this story: the Amityville Horror House. You know, um, where a guy um, supposedly or allegedly, you know, murdered his whole family and said the demons made him do it. You know, and people think that house is you know haunted and or possessed. Well, we've got the man's or the reformatory here the mansfield, the mansfield reformatory, reformatory that's supposedly haunted um for those of you not from this area the mansfield reformatory is most famous for being the front of the prison in the movie shawshank redemption yep. in the movie if you've seen it if you haven't you need to um when the when uh, the character andy dufresne first arrives at shawshank 
there's a, a, a camera shot from, I think, the sky coming down on what looks like a castle of a prison. That is the Mansfield Reformatory. Now, all yeah. the jail cells and cell blocks, those were filmed on a soundstage somewhere else. Um, but the outside of the prison, minus the yard, um, those weren't filmed here either because Mansfield does not have a yard anymore. Most of the prison has been demolished yeah. to make room for a newer facility that's nearby. Um, but the front of the building in the movie, the outside of that prison, is the Mansfield Reformatory. And it's it's a beautiful place. And I've been there many, many times. Right. I've gone into places that were off the beaten path. I've done it at night. I've done it in the day, you know, into rooms where I probably wasn't allowed to be. <laughs> I have never had anything happen or experienced anything there that would lead me to believe there was some kind of supernatural shit going on. It's but just that's just really, me personally. It's just a really cool old It building. is a beautiful building. And, and you can do open tours there. Um, you can do guided or tour yourself. You know, they have signs that tell you where you're supposed to go, you know, if you're not a rule breaker like me <laughs> but um regardless it's it's an amazing place to visit well, um, ghost or not they do the haunted houses and stuff they like do that the haunted there. houses there and they have a music slash tattoo festival there now um it's been going on it's changed names and the promoters have changed it started out for the first three years it was called ink in the clink and then it changed i think next year will be the third year for this is called and now it's called ink carceration so ink is in tattoo ink and then obviously carceration is in incarcerated right um i went uh not this past summer but i went the summer before and then the year before that when it was the last year of ink and the clink and it's amazing they've got all kinds of tattoo artists inside you can if you get something fantastic. booked ahead of time because those artists are packed yeah so if you can like arrange something ahead of the show with an artist that's going to be there you can get a tattoo while you're there um you can tour the prison they've got two stages with some phenomenal bands that play you know they had bush last year or the year last year i went and seven dust and devil driver and it was Those just are definitely good bands. amazing amazing but yeah that, that place is amazing whether it's haunted or not i highly recommend checking it out if you ever get the opportunity and you haven't done it <laughs> but I've have you um so have you ever had anybody do like the whole sage rituals or anything like that around you? Hell no. No. I do I will I will throw my sister under the bus here. Oh yeah. Uh I saw a post from her um I don't know how long ago it was. It was this year, maybe several weeks, maybe a month or two ago where a friend of hers, I don't know who that is, gave her some some white sage. Oh, you know what I mean? Blessing. And uh, me being the smart ass that I am. Now, I did not do this, um, and but this probably speaks to my personality a lot. The first thing that came to my mind on her post, to, to, to comment on her post, which again, I did not do, but I saw that and it was instinctive. I was like, I just want to be like racist because <laughs> he's like talking about white sage. Oh, this great white sage. And I, I mean, I would just be joking. When you were just saying it. My first thought was, why is it got to be white? Yeah, but I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I just think I'm just witty and sarcastic and a, a smart ass. I mean, this is another smart ass perspective. Yeah. So if that offends you, you're, we're not your people. We're not your, we're not your cup of tea. <laughs> But uh, so she's a little bit more into that kind of stuff. Not heavy. You know, my sister's not a kook. You know, she's a lot of things, but kooky, she's not a kook. She's not, not a, kook. a Yeah, she's a little kooky. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I don't care sister. if she hears this. I like your sister. I'm no, I, I love my sister. She's she's great. For, for all the differences we do have, we have a lot of things in common. Um, and I just, she's great, you know. So 
I, I, yeah. But nobody's ever done that to me. I don't think they would have to have never seen me or talked to me before in my life to think that that was a good thing to do to me. <laughs> I've had like I've had a, quite a few friends who have like, you know, the the shrines that they pray to and the the rituals that they go through and stuff like that. And it's to me, it's one of those. I don't look at that and go, you're crazy and, no. and think less of them. It's more just like I don't get it. I mean to me, it's kind of the same as religion. Like, if it brings you comfort and it brings you happiness and it makes you feel better, you do you, boo boo. Like, I want you to be happy. Yeah. Um, I don't think any. I don't think negatively. It's just one of those. I don't get it. If, and and if, they're some of the nicest people that I've ever met. Yeah, have beliefs uh, all across the spectrum that that I'm not on board with. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. You know, if something helps you get through your days and makes you feel better about the world and your place in it and and everything else, uh, more power to you. Where I do start to get concerned is if you say something like, "Oh, you know, if, if I wasn't a Christian and a follower of Jesus, I, you know, I'd probably be out raping and killing people." And I'm like, the only thing stopping you from raping know, and killing right? is because you think you're going to go to hell for it. Like yeah. that's kind of scary. Or people who say i'm nothing without blank i'm i'm lost and worthless without you know my belief and insert belief here like okay but like that's sad you know what i mean or i can't do anything without jesus or i can do anything with jesus and insinuating that you can't do anything without jesus like yeah i'm an atheist and i accomplish things all the time so either jesus loves me too or it doesn't matter they would say he does they would say that jesus loves you they they would say that yes i know because the bible tells me so um no i my my, when it goes along the morality thing i've definitely got that too like my dad told me um because i didn't tell him for a long time i was probably i've probably been atheist since i was like nine or ten but i didn't know what it meant at that point I wasn't really accepting and embracing of it until I was closer to 15. And I'm sure we'll dig into this at a different point. So I didn't never really discuss this with him, but I was probably 25 at one at the time. And he'd said something about, you know, trusting God or it's part of God's plan or will or something. And I just made the comment of just like, yeah, you know, that's not really my thing. He's like, what? And I was like, it's just, it's not something that I, I'm into. And he was like, what, you don't believe in God? I was like, no, I'd say, I'd say I'm an atheist. And he was like, you can't be an atheist. Atheists don't have any morals or soul. And I'm like, well, those are both offensive things to say to your daughter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's just <laughs> a crock I, of shit. I think I'm pretty good on the whole morals and soul part. Yeah, you know? I, have, I have people tell me, um, I've had people tell me multiple times that any good intentions or good deeds or good morals I have are a result of religion, whether I accept religion or not. And I'm like, no, the fact that religion adopted those human traits, right. you know, is more... The, the truth, you yeah. know, those are human qualities, not qualities every human has, Humans, obviously, but by nature, our trusting, yeah. we're social creatures. We want to be like, we want to be nice to each other because we want to keep each other around. The ones who are killing usually get killed. You know what I well, mean? Well, cooperation helps ensure survival. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're a social species. Um, you know, I was uh, saved once when I was young. I have been saved a couple of times. Yeah. And baptized a couple of times. Wow, a couple of times? I was baptized as a baby when I couldn't say anything about it. I was baptized as a baby and I was baptized a couple of times um, when I was like eh, 10. You were never baptized at the um, Latter day Saints Church, were you? No. Because you know they keep records of your ass, right? Oh, shit. They got all that shit on (laughs) lockdown in some building in Utah. Well, this goes to speak to how skeptic of a person I've always been. Like, I 
the reason it happened more than once and the reason I did it more than once was because I didn't believe it when it happened. So I remember one of the last times that I got saved, I was like nine or ten. And um, they took us in this room and we read over the Bible and we read these chapters and or these verses and you have to sit there and you close your eyes and you pray and you go through all this this whole ritual and then they go, all right, you're saved now. And I was like, I don't feel any different. And I asked them, I was like, so how do I know that it worked? And they were like, you just have to believe. And I was like, yeah, but how do I know it works? I didn't feel any different. They're like, you just have to believe. And I'm like, this is a crock of shit. <laughs> like, I knew, like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, there was just this, that level of doubt in a nine-year-old's head. I could see like, you for like 20 minutes just going back and forth. You just got to believe. Yeah, but how do I know? Exactly. You just got to believe, Megan. Got it. How do I know? <laughs> Like, I need to know there needs like, to be something I hear what tangible. you're saying. Do you hear what I'm asking yeah, exactly. you? Because <laughs> the, the truth of it is, is like, I, I have dealt with uh, anxiety and stuff through my life. And I don't think sometimes you really realize the mental illness that you live with until you're older and you have some reflection on it. Um, like, to look back and be like, wow, I've always dealt with depression. Wow, I've always dealt with anxiety. I remember being a little kid four, five, six years old, having full-blown nightmares that I was burning in hell. I would wake yeah, up in It's almost child abuse to tell yeah. a child that that's going to be the outcome if they I would be afraid bad. to go to sleep sometimes because I'd be afraid to wake up and burn in hell. And there's plenty of people now who go, well, that's not the teaching anymore. And then to me, I'm like, so that means it changes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a, so oh, if, we could get into that for a grip too. We, yeah. We'll talk oh about God. religion on a different thing, but it's one of those. Well, sure. more about religion yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's horrible in my view to tell uh, impressionable young children. And mind you, this is coming from a guy who is not like the biggest fan of children in the world. Now there are select <laughs> children that I know that I'm I'm like, yeah, man, that's a cool kid, yeah. you know. And I can handle children to an extent. Um, Usually based on the adults that are raising the child. Yeah, if you raise your kid well enough and they're not, you know, a little hellion, like I'm going to be a lot better with them. Yeah. But um, and the older kids you know what i mean obviously are a little cool bit easier eventually. yeah they're a little bit easier to 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 work with but um i still i've got morals like you shouldn't be scaring the shit out of them right? like that it's not right dude <laughs> we, that's why we didn't adopt krampus <laughs> i uh <laughs> yeah yeah no right um I, mom i was talking to mom about that you know because she's from germany and that's a german thing and she was like, yeah, the, my mom never told us about Krampus. Like, she never tried to scare us. I'm like, man, that really? Like, that seems like something grandma would have done. <laughs> <laughs> grandma, was, grandma was kind of a bitch like that. <laughs> but that's, that's that great. surprised me. That's funny. Um, no, I remember uh, there was somebody I went to driving school with for my CDL. Um, I didn't know him too well. He was actually the roommate of uh, one of my friends that now works at the company that I work at. And when he graduated, and this dude was, he was cool as hell, you know, um, I think he used to be a cop and, you know, I stood out on the, the yard as we called it, where we did our maneuvering, mm -hmm. our practicing on backing up the trucks and stuff and would chit chat with him. And he's a real nice guy and everything. And I saw a post on his Facebook. I wasn't friends with him. So I think maybe it was, um, somebody we were mutual friends with commented. So it showed up on my wall or, you know, my buddy who was his roommate, like, took a screenshot of it and sent it to me or something like that. But I, but I came across a post of his where when he graduated, he made the comment that it was something like, I couldn't have done this without Christ or, you know, it's only through Christ that I succeeded anything. Yeah. And I'm, I see stuff like that and I'm thinking, well, I did it. 
too, and I didn't have Christ. Now, again, somebody could say, well, Christ was helping you whether you believed it or not. Right. Okay, so if that's true, then my point that worshiping him doesn't matter then becomes true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't offer praise and the same good shit just happened to me too. Yeah, well, because on some level, I've, I guess I've always looked at um, that as give yourself the credit. You're the one that actually did yes, the work. that is because, where I come from with that. Maybe but, as an asshole, but that's that's where I'm coming from. But it's the truth of it is like, because to me, I have, I have so many things that I'm self-conscious about anyway, but I know that I'm the voice in my head talking myself through the hard stuff. No, that's I, me. I, <laughs> Hello, my muse. You're going to succeed today. <laughs> no, it's but it's true. Like, I know that I'm the one on some level subliminally holding my hand through the hardest things that I'm doing. Right. Um, I don't. Because I've never really I believed in God up until a point, but because I've never really felt that. Thing. I've just known that it's me. So on some level, the little bit of confidence that I have, I have because I know I'm the one that got myself through this. I'm the one that did this. And again, some people may say God only gives you the things that you need and all this and that, that stuff. But I'm like, but I feel like I deserve the credit for it. I don't really want to give that away to anybody yeah, else. Yeah, call me selfish. But yeah, you know, um, tying into our, our original um, part of this discussion, Ghost, I don't... <sighs> One of the reasons I don't believe in ghosts is the best way I've been able to describe it to people is because I can't look at things kind of in isolation, I right. guess. Absolutely. Like, to me, if I say ghosts are real, then I have to say, okay, so spirits and or souls are real. And if I say spirits and or souls are real, then I have to say, okay, then an afterlife is real probably. And then if an afterlife is real, then I have to say God is real. And if God is real, are angels real and reincarnation and divine intervention and miracles? And it all ties together to me. I can't do it. Occam's razor. There's too many assumptions that you have to make in order to answer those types of questions. And yep. that is what Megan just mentioned. So why don't you tell me what Occam's, and I always say it wrong, Occam's. Occam's razor. I always say Occam's. Uh, it's, <laughs> like he's, it's just a like principle. Like he's from Arabia. <laughs> uh, it's just a principle from philosophy. So suppose that there are two explanations for an occurrence. In you want to take the one that requires the smallest number of assumptions. That is usually the one that's correct. Basically, the more unlikely it is, the more you have to assume things, the less likely it is to be true. Yeah, it's completely reasonable. So to me, it's one of those like whenever somebody says, you know, for religion, for example, you know, the God, the ghosts, the angels, the demons, all of these things down the line. To me, I'm just like, no. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's a pretty on and off switch for me. Yeah, it's it's just not I don't find it um difficult to dismiss things that don't have but again solid evidence. Anybody you can believe what you want to believe. Yeah, you can. I'm not um, I'm not gonna stop you. But we definitely live on the dark side of this this one, I think. We don't we don't share the light, we don't see the the beautiful world that these people are laying out before. Maybe us, we're the ones missing out. I mean, I don't know. I'm I know I'm missing out. If magic is fucking real and I don't get to play with it, that is a kind of upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I want to <laughs> levitate. I want to walk through a wall. I want to be a telepath and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, dude. That'd I want to so bend cool. spoons with my mind. Like, that would be sweet, dude. Like, can you imagine how I much... I could manifest so much shit. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. 
I'd be getting all the attention. Um, I do. I do kind of find some ghost stories entertaining. Like I said, I've got those couple, the UFO and the ghost, ghost story. So I do want to hear what other people's stories are. I'm not going to make fun of you. Obviously, we're not going to make fun of you. But it's it is interesting to see other people's experiences and their explanations. Yeah. For it. I, I, I'm right there with you on that. Uh, I'm not going to make fun of somebody. You know what I mean? I, I want to hear what, you know, you believe you saw or felt or experienced in general. You know what I mean? Um, just don't try to pound it into my head as if it's a universal truth, you know, right. tell me this was my experience and I'm, I'm very interested to hear it. I used to love reading the books when I was a kid, scary stories to tell in the dark, oh, more scary stories favorites. to tell in the dark and scary stories three. Yeah. yeah. Was it Alvin Schwartz? I think yeah, was the author. Yeah. yeah. Fucking the illustrations, so the illustrations in those books, even today are creepy as hell. They really are. And, and I love going to haunted houses every Halloween, every chance I get, I didn't get to go this past, but you know, it's because of my year. job. But, um, you know, I love getting spooked, you know? It's fun. It's an adrenaline rush. It is adrenaline, probably... but I'm not going to jump out of a plane. So there is a limit to my <laughs> adrenaline seeking. That's probably the biggest push for it too, is that it is a little bit of an adrenaline rush. Like to, to think that these things are real and to think that they're all around us all the time. Like it is kind of, it. maybe it is a comfort. Maybe it is just this extra level of life that we just don't see. Whatever you do in life, make sure you have a ghoulish good time at it. <laughs> You're so corny. I know. <laughs> But at least I'm good at it. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I know I did. <laughs> Later. Well, I feel like we had another successful episode of Ruffling Some Feathers. Absolutely, we did. Yeah, it's almost like a goal. I think at this point, we it's, need to make it a goal. It's, to at definitely, least well, it's definitely an inev inevitability that it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we have opinions that do not fall into the mainstream. We are not mainstream. No, we're not. Either way, we appreciate uh, you all for tuning in this week to listen to us um, bust everybody's bubble in our own little sarcastic, smart-ass way. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to check out uh, more of our episodes, you can do so at our website, anothersmartassperspective.captivate.fm. Um, you can send us an email, tell us how much you enjoy it or how much you hate it. Either way, at anothersmartassperspective at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ASAP podcast. Um, check us out on Facebook, Another Smartass Perspective, and you can find us on all the uh, major streaming services. So give it a listen. Talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in.